When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. A 5-2 win to close out the Young Stars Tournament in Penticton for the Edmonton Oilers prospects beating the Vancouver Canucks this afternoon. So they go 3-0 at the tournament. Dylan Holloway scored a beauty in this game, driving down the right side, cutting in, slamming home the puck. He was very good throughout the tournament, had a couple goals against uh, Calgary in a 4-1 win, picked up uh, an assist in the win over the Winnipeg Jets. So uh, he was very, very good as now he will roll into main camp with the Edmonton Oilers. Monday Night Football, minute seven left in the second quarter. Bills leading the Titans 10-7 and looking for more in the red zone. Two Monday Nighters today. The other one is two minutes old. And where are we? It is scoreless with uh, Minnesota taking on Philadelphia. So we'll keep an eye on those. Uh, one hour from now, we got the Elks this week with Dave Campbell as the Elks able to get the victory over the Saskatchewan Rough Riders on Friday. Uh, the Riders struggling. I mean, both teams were two and six in their last eight games. So the Riders now two and seven in their last nine. The Elks slightly better at three and six. The uh, Elks would have been eliminated from the playoffs with a loss. They are still alive. The chances of them getting in are still very slim. They have four games remaining. They're two wins behind the Riders. And don't forget, the Riders have the tiebreaker because they won the season series two games to one. So the Elks would uh, have to win three more games than the Riders win the rest of the way. So Edmonton either has to go three and one and hope the Riders don't win or go four and oh, and then the Riders could uh, win a game. I, I, we've talked about this a lot this summer, those two games against Saskatchewan here at Commonwealth Edmonton leading in the fourth quarter in both those games, not by a lot, but had the lead and couldn't pull it out that that ultimately could wind up costing them a shot at the playoffs here, because if they would have won one of those games at Commonwealth, They'd be uh, five and nine. So would the Riders be five and nine, and the Elks would have the tiebreaker in that situation. Anyway, they uh, they took advantage of a very very porous Saskatchewan offensive line, tons of pressure, usually only rushing three men, and sacking Cody Fajardo eight times and making him scramble a lot. Slow start for the Elks, down ten nothing early. Then they they got it going, and I mean the the middle portion of the game. They, uh, they outscored the, the Riders 23-4, and then the Riders were able to kind of rally in the last, uh, what was it, six or seven minutes and uh, and get the lead. But then the the drive by Cornelius at the end, finding Darrell Walker to, to get into field goal range, and Sergio Castillo bangs at home. Cornelius went 13 for 24, 237 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Kevin Brown rushed for 109 yards. Uh, Cornelius added 93 along the ground. Darrell Walker had 109 receiving and uh, like I said, the eight sacks, very, very vital in that game. Bye week uh, for the Elks, but we will have the Elks this week with Dave Campbell coming up in about an hour. In Penticton, like I was telling you, 5-2 win over the 
Vancouver Canucks to close out the prospects tournament. We'll spend a few minutes with Bob Stoffer, who was uh, at the game and uh, at Penticton all weekend. Bob, thanks for checking in. I know you're in the prospect uh, process of getting home here. Uh, I mean, again this afternoon, Dylan Holloway, driver of the net, scoring a goal around the action a lot. To me, plays with a lot of power, doesn't play within it. He's completely fearless out there. What a showing by Holloway, I thought, overall. It wasn't even close as to who the best player on the ice was in the tournament. I mean, he's just got the drivetrain, right? Like, he could skate. He's always he's always moving his feet. Um, to be honest with you, I mean, he hit the goalpost 30 seconds into the game on a net drive. Had a couple other opportunities where he was unlucky not to have negotiated contact on some setups for some tap-ins, he was outstanding in, in every facet. I mean, the weakest part of the Oilers game in this tournament was the power play because those guys aren't used to playing together. But uh, he had a tremendous showing, and the type of showing where, like, he's going to be on the active roster when they, they have to declare it, and they're going to have to work around it, uh, and we'll see who gets hurt and that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, they may be putting a guy that's making $1.25 on waivers uh, to get cap compliant to start the season because there's no way based on, you know, what the players have seen, the veteran players have seen uh, in the pro skates and what we saw this weekend that Holloway isn't headed to, to spending a significant amount of time in Edmonton this season. The other guy that stood out for me, and I know you were talking about him on your show as well, was James Hamlin. And, and I've seen him play, um, you know, at other stages in his career and at Oilers development camps. And I guess he's, to me, he's kind of that maybe traditional guy. You look at him and say, okay, well, what is he, what is he really going to do? He's not the biggest guy. He's not the fastest guy. But he's just always around the play. Like, he's in the muck, Bob. Like, is that a way to describe yeah. it? Like, if, if the puck yeah, well, is there, if there's a, you know? The one, I mean, it's quite an amazing story. Like, I think back to Taylor Harnett coaching that Southside Athletic Club team in 12-13, and we were all there to see Tyler Benson and uh, Quenville and Stuart Skinner in goal. And Hamlin was on that team. And uh, do you remember, uh, and I know you're a basketball fan, you would have seen Hoop Dreams. Well, right now, James Hamlin, I mean, he's he reminds me of Colin Blackwell. Uh, he's improved his quickness. Colin Blackwell was a bit of a late bloomer. And I think the Oilers have something here. I mean, they signed him to an NHL deal. Jay Woodcroft said at Oilers now Thursday last week that he expects James Hamlin to get games. That line, Hamlin centering um, Holloway and Borgo, they, they dominated the tournament. And, and Borgo, a huge step forward from where we are at a year ago. Uh, relentless on the puck and hunting pucks down and stripping defensemen and like they just completely tilted the ice whenever they were out there. So Hamlin, I mean, we like Borgo's going to, you know, most likely be starting the season in the minors. Hamlin's probably starting the season in the minors. Holloway? Holloway could be pushing for a spot uh, as a left wing on this team and maybe playing higher than people think. Uh, we had a caller, Alex in Penticton, who's given us, you and I, a buzz several times over the years. He went to all three games. Um, he he kind of had a lukewarm report on Broberg. Um I kind of thought Broberg did did what he needed to do. Maybe he wasn't spectacular. I, I don't know if the expectations are for him necessarily to be uh, spectacular. What did you think about Broberg? Uh, I think it's tougher for defensemen to shine here. It's a frenetic nature in terms of how the game's played. Uh, to me, you know, he didn't he didn't necessarily show all of his explosiveness in terms of skating. 
There was one comical exchange with uh, Linus Carlson from the Canucks where they had a little verbal tete-a-tete on the ice after Carlson slashed them. Uh, so, I, I, you know what, I think it's fair to say he didn't, he didn't shine. I think that's fair. Um, but that said, I mean, I take Ken Holland at his word. Ken Holland said in Oilers now about seven weeks ago, Reed, that Philip Roberg has to play his way off the team, and that doesn't happen in a rookie tournament. So, uh, you know, Dylan Holloway has to play his way on. Broberg has to play his way off. And I, I wouldn't read too much. Just because of the difference of position, the ability of where he can shine, a little bit tougher for a D-man to do that. I think Broberg's going to be fine. And I think he's going to be third-pairing left shot D this year and be pushing Kulak for second-pairing left shot D within a couple of years. All right. Uh, Reed Schaefer, nice wrist shot goal today. The most recent first-round pick for the Oilers, 32nd overall. We know he's going to Seattle and will hopefully have a uh, another long playoff run there. I mean, they were beat by the Oil Kings in the championship round this uh this past season uh, you know a lot of made uh, is made of him being a guy who can get in there and, and check and protect pucks and play kind of heavy what did you think i think when i look at with borgo who i personally felt got better as training camp and preseason went on last year to me borgo was more noticeable uh last year into the early pre first couple preseason games i look at Schaefer. i think he's probably you know you're right he's gonna end up in seattle he was fine he was fine in the term he's a different player he's not as skilled as uh, as Borgo, but he's a bigger body. Uh, he's got a real heavy shot. Uh, no one really, I mean, he had a, a, a couple verbal exchanges on the ice, but it's the tournament isn't like it was seven or eight years ago, Reed, where, you know, I like that 2013 team didn't win a game here. They had six guys that could fight and nobody that could score. Although the Oilers had some guys that could score, and we saw that. I mean, they outscored teams 12 to 5 in the tournament. And, uh, you know, I, I, I expect Schaefer to have a similar step forward a year from now the way Borgo did this year. And uh, so, I, you know, I, I, think, I think all things being said for Schaefer, he was fine. He also didn't play with one of Edmonton's top two centers. So he didn't play with Hamlin, and he didn't play with Noah Philp. Like he was on the third line with uh, Philip Angaris for most of the tournament. So... Uh, Carter Savoy, by the way, is going to get an MRI tomorrow to look at a lower body issue. A bit of a a wrist problem for Tulio. I I think they're hoping Tulio isn't going to be out. And uh, we'll have to wait. Savoy, those were the two injuries that were suffered here. All right. uh, I think I got you for about another 120 seconds. Uh, First half hour of the show, a lot of focus on Vertanen, as I know you had as well. Uh, look, I, I'm not going to settle the debate for, for fans whether they want him on the team or not. That, that's that's personal opinion. I had a couple callers saying, from a hockey standpoint, he deserves a chance. I, I don't know if he's I don't know if he's good enough anymore. He talked about being a bottom six player. That's obviously where he would be. Uh, and then with the Mares, I mean, again, I like the Mares in his prime. He, he wasn't in the NHL last year. He didn't play a ton of hockey. I, I think guy be, did. right. I think I think both guys are going to be hard pressed to, to be on the team. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I agree with you. It, I think the two situations are different. I think Bertanen is looking to jumpstart his career, right? And so he's looking for an opportunity. There's been no promises made to him. He's got the PTO. Away you go. Let's see what you got. Uh, I wasn't down there. You were. Thank you very much for sending in the audio. I don't know. Like he's had issues, sort of appearing to be fully committed. The only way he's going to make this team is if he's fully committed. In terms of Demers. He, you know, the Oilers got five uh, preseason games in the first couple 
first eight days, Damaris is going to get a couple of those games because they might be down a defenseman or two. I don't think Dayarnay is dealing with something. Might not be ready to hit the ice until or be ready to play until late October. Uh, and so we'll continue to monitor that. But I think that what Demers is hoping to do is to parlay that into potentially something else. So time will tell in that regard. All right, Bob, I know you're uh, in the process of getting home. So thanks for jumping on. Uh, good showing by the Oilers rookies in Penticton. I will be seeing you around the rink a lot, my friend. Take care. All right, thanks. Bye-bye. All right, Bob Stoffer from Oilers now checking in from Penticton. So good little summary there from Bob. Uh, as he said, Holloway, uh, clearly the top player for the Oilers at the tournament. James Hamlin just keeps plugging away and uh, making an impact. I mean, he is now 23, so the older players should excel at this tournament. Um, but Hamlin, you know, not drafted, played uh, for Medicine Hat until he was 20, gets a chance with the, with the Condors. He was the captain of the rookie team there in Penticton. You know he's going to be in the minors, but maybe he's 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 a depth guy that maybe he's going to sort of find his path to the NHL into his mid to to late twenties as as a role player. He's a pretty good story. Bob also touching on uh, Borgo, who's going to go to the minors, and Schaefer, who will wind up back with Seattle in the Western Hockey League. So a bit of a bit of a summary there from what Bob saw in Pentagon. But but Holloway at time, I mean, he wasn't just good. Holloway at times was spectacular, and you, you, if you've watched the highlights or watched online like I did or, or maybe some of you went to the games like Alex uh, from Payton Ticton who called in earlier uh, clearly a, a fearless player clearly a powerful player and uh, hopefully that bodes well here for his future with the Edmonton Oilers okay appreciate Stoff uh, hopping on 45 seconds left in the first half now this one's uh, taken a while. I didn't see if there was a delay or something. The Bills leading the Titans 17-7 in one of the two games on Monday Night Football. Happy to hear from you. It's 780-496-0063. If you want to chime in, it's Inside Sports on Chet. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. All right, good to have you tuning in tonight at 6.51. James H. Brown, the title sponsor of Inside Sports. Trent Brown joins us from time to time on the show to talk a little football. He and I were both feeling somewhat optimistic when the Elks were hosting Calgary in the Labor Day rematch. We were both proven to have incorrectly placed that optimism on the game but i'm sure trent was happy on friday uh, friday night with the elks pulling out the victory over the saskatchewan rough riders our friendly team to the east seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three kellen kennedy Hello. is back at the six thirty chet broadcasting compound kellen how are you doing good doing good uh what do we have written in here uh, written correspondence across the board here tonight. We'll start with Donnie, who says, Reed just wrapped watching the live stream of the final Young Stars game out of Penticton. Dylan Holloway is a stud. Going to be fun watching him this season. That's from Donnie. Well, again, he, he there's a there's some power to his game, right? Like he can drive the net. He's got a little bit of that bull in him where I, I'm just going to cut in and go. And he has skill to finish plays. 
Uh, you know, I've, I've obviously seen Holloway play a bit. People who have seen him play more than me also say for that a player of his age, he's a little more advanced in defensive responsibility. You know the story over and over again. Players come into the league, especially offensive players, they got to learn how to check, do the do the proper things defensively. Holloway probably further along than some players uh, with his level of experience was also encouraging. But yeah, and, and I mean, Bob said it. He was He was obviously the best player there for sure. Andy, the carpet guy, texts in tonight and says, Hey, Reed, I think the Oilers have a close team. Fans were worried last year that Evander Kane would spoil the room, and he put the room in air quotes. Uh, I think th- th- that the Oilers are a hyper-focused team with their eyes on the Stanley Cup. Again, air quotes. That should have the same positive effect on Jake Furtanen as it did on Kane. We hope Jake can play in the NHL and that he can keep his nose to the grindstone. That's from Andy, the carpet guy. Yeah, uh, I, I guess, Andy, I appreciate that. I, I mean, I, maybe this isn't what you're saying, but different situations because Kane, as we know, could obviously play in the NHL and was going to be a contributing player, and he, he scored at a pace that I think even exceeded the most optimistic expectations for a lot of people. Vertanen, I don't know if he can play in the NHL. We're going to find out. That's why he's getting a tryout. Um, you know, Kane obviously came with the reputation of uh, having burnt some bridges with other organizations. He was asked about that, and he kind of said, "Well, it's not all on me. I mean, you know, you know, there's there's two two roads in this relationship, but obviously there was some uh, off ice issues with Kane. I mean, Vertanen, as I said off the top of the show, faced a very very serious allegation, and he was found not guilty of it. And I, I look, I, I don't spend a lot of time on Twitter, um, but it's hard to avoid some of the stuff. I I see that some Oilers fans do not want him on the team because of that." I'm not going to change your mind. Personally, I I respect the decision of the courts. I don't think being found not guilty of a serious crime uh, doesn't mean that you should never be able to pursue your chosen profession. I, I, yeah, I, I, I think that I guess with both men, there was a certain public perception fan opinion that, that figured into it. I mean, Kane's obviously been fine in terms of, you know, attitude and fitting in. Vertanen, I just don't know if he can play. I don't, I don't know if he's an NHL player anymore. And Rhino texts in and says, Reed, I want the particulars for the exhibition schedule for the Oilers. Are you guys broadcasting all the games? And what's the start time on Sunday? Oh, yes, we're broadcasting all the Oilers games. Yeah, the Oilers, we still have the broadcast rights for the Oilers. Sunday, so that's coming up September 25th. The face-off show is at 2.30. The game is at 4.00. One week from today, the Oilers are at Seattle. It'll be a 6 o'clock face-off show. The game is at 8. Eight exhibition games for the Oilers. The last one will be Friday, October 7th, and then the regular season starts on the 12th. And yes, absolutely, Chet has all the games. Mm-hmm. Rob will be here, Jack, Bob, Cam, John Shannon. Who am I missing? Escott. I'll be here for some of it. You'll be there pushing all the buttons, Kellen. So absolutely, we're, absolutely. we're carrying so all the games. Go. And that's all we got right now for Can Ham. So there we go. Okay, appreciate it. 780-496-0063. Really great local story coming up after the 7 o'clock news. Eli Hetlinger is the quarterback for the U of A Golden Bears. He is having an outstanding season as the Bears improved to 2-1 with a 34-23 win in Calgary on Friday night. He's a grad of Harry Ainley. You'll hear from him on Inside Sports.